So um, I'll start, I guess, with... Yeah, we're talking about someone who we're not going to name, but what happened? Well, what happened was is that she basically decided that she was entitled enough not to have Mm. to pay her invoice, which has never happened to me in the five years that I've owned my business. It was really the, oh, never once, never she, once. Did she ever pay it? No, she never paid it. She decided to send a check for a dollar amount that she deemed appropriate for the job, an arbitrary number she came up with. And on the back of the check wrote, and this is so funny, because this is clearly somebody who just like Googled some random legalese. If I were to if I deposit the check, I accept that the invoice was paid in full. Yeah, I have never doesn't... encountered that level of entitlement in my life before. And we see a lot of entitlement in this business. It was heinous. And then the implication was that I wasn't the one who shot. The project or something like that. She wrote me this letter. I got a letter. I got a letter that she didn't sign because, again, she probably Googled some legalese. And then, get this. Get into this. She sends me an email that says, if I talk about it with anybody, she will sue me for slander. Oh, no. So that's great that we're talking about it. Well, hang on. Slander only applies to if you're lying. Mm, yeah, true. Nothing I said is, is untrue. This so, is true. And this yeah. is clearly, again, somebody who Googled some random legalese and thinks they know what they're talking about. I Now I laugh about it. I think it's hysterical because it's just, it's so daft. So unprofessional. Unprofessional. And welcome to Rough Cut. <laughs> I'm JB Jones. I'm Alan Simic. And today we're talking about professionalism. So we're going to just take a short little minute before we dig into the topic of the day to talk about what Rough Cut is about. Um, we haven't really talked about this so far, even though we're into this is like the podcast. We, I don't know episode. how many episodes we've recorded at this point. We've never once actually talked about kind of the why mm-hmm. and what we're trying to accomplish here yeah. anyway. Yeah. So obviously it's blatant and flagrant uh, self-promotion. Obviously. 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 That's first and that's foremost. (laughs) And I want people to know that listening to us. But it's also about just the business of jewelry. Exactly. And we cover a variety of topics. And some of those you've already probably heard by the time you're listening to this episode. But we always kind of go back to business and commerce. And that's kind of our uh, focus with this because we're trying to share from between the two of us years and years of experience in this industry and hopefully enlighten people who are struggling with some of those aspects of running a business. This is a hard, hard gig, making it in jewelry and breaking through. So we're hoping that by doing the show, we have an opportunity to share insights, not just from us, but from our guests, some of those who have a lot of amazing, amazing experiences and, and wisdom to share with our audience. So that's really the ambition Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you guys have feedback, you can always reach out to us yeah. on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Or better yet, I'll get a P.O. box. And why don't you write us a letter? And I'll decide if I'm going to ever check it or not. How about and that? And he's going to throw away the key. So uh, make sure you DM me. Uh, yeah. DM her. Don't DM me. Because I'm not going to look at it. By the way, like y- you could be like a relative coming back from the dead DMing me. I'm not going to read it. And by so now, you don't read your DMs. I, if it's important, put it in an email. If it's work related, if you want to shoot the shit, you know what? Take me out to coffee, take me out to dinner. But otherwise, mm. I'm really not. I, it's, uh, 
Ugh, there's so much already ah, going okay. on. Okay, so this is a great segue now that okay. we've given you the lowdown on why we're here. I, you know, we were. That was we, a lot. I'm so sorry. I just unloaded. It's it's no. I, I am glad you have strong opinions about this because I think this is a hot topic. Actually, hot. A hot topic. Hot topic here at Rough Cut. Um, so a lot of jewelers nowadays, um, young ones specifically, yes. actually are doing all of their business on platforms like yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. and are operating strictly with DMs. I mean, this goes either way, right? Like you see jewelers who have messages in their profile that say, don't DM me. Mm-hmm. Right. By the way, mine says that nobody cares, but no one, that's fine. No one reads it. Nobody reads it. Well, it takes an extra action to go read that, so yeah, why? I know. Um, but yeah, so you can, you know, it really goes either way. Mm-hmm. And I think this is such a confusing time for a lot of people, myself included. There are way too many ways to communicate. Correct. And honestly, I can't keep up with all of them. I'm guessing all of you listeners have the same issue. What is professional? What do we do? Where do you reach out? What Do we have an answer for this? I mean, I mean, <laughs> listen, we... Uh, People, different people have different standards and some people are perfectly fine with like doing business via DM, Instagram, whatever the case may be. They love to text message. I literally got a text message from a client once at 1130 at night on a Sunday. I wanted to hurl my phone across the room. And by the way, I messaged her back the next day and I said, you ever do that again? I will never work with you. Because it is insane to do that. Like, it's psychotic. Yeah. And it's such, like, it's so disrespectful to me. I come from the kind of point of view, I grew up in Germany. We're very formal in the way that we communicate, especially in business. But we're much more formal in the way that we communicate, period. Mm -hmm. So I really don't like, and it really bothers me, when people get too familiar via text message and DM, because... It, to me, because of my upbringing, it communicates a level of disrespect mm-hmm. and kind of this assumption that I'm just available whenever you need me at the drop of a head because I don't have like anything else going on. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we have entirely too much going on on any given day. Right. Which which is one of the downfalls of having a client-based business, right? And I'm sure jewelers encounter this all the time. All the time. But I think the thing that is kind of coming up as the answer here is that whatever platform you decide to communicate on, Mm -hmm. there are boundaries that have to be placed. And I think that's the key point to make. I'm going to jump in with a gripe. Please do. I can't be the only one. Although I'm enjoying this and I feel like we could do a whole episode on things that drive me crazy. I could be here for days talking about the shit that drives me crazy. We could be here. This could be the whole Days. show. I feel like people would not <laughs> listen to that. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay, so here's what I mean by boundaries is I really, you know, so Jewelry Week, we obviously communicate with a lot of people all the time and we have DMs, we have, you know, a contact on our website. I have mm-hmm. my personal um my personal Instagram as well, which which people magically find, um, my cell phone, text messages, WhatsApp, um, what all the oh I'm not going to list all the platforms we use, but invariably people find us right on sure. the, on these platforms and we'll reach out. Um, here's what here's what I don't like: don't DM me and then email me right away. That's insane. That is psychosis. You need to be put away if you do that. I'm sorry. That is absolute madness. Oh, my, oh, and, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> What? Even worse, even worse when somebody, 
I and I know they do this. I know they do this. Yeah. Look at me. I sound like a, I sound mm. like a tinfoil, like lunatic. I know that this is what they're trying to do. So they'll email me. I don't respond within like the hour, right? Because I'm running a business and I've got a studio and I'm in there and we have like full day shoots, a whole production. They email me. I don't respond within an hour or two. I start getting like comments on my photographs on Instagram because they're trying to get my attention. And I'm like, honey, you can comment, you can DM, you can do whatever. I don't care if you live forever, die tomorrow. You're not going to get a response from me any faster. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen because I'm working. Right. So we don't want to make this a gripe about jewelers contacting us, for sure. No. The point we're trying to prove. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, because that's our business, right? That's our business. And like, I mean, honestly, I think Alon and I definitely understand that hustle and why you're going after it. No, but listen, I get it, though. I get why they do it. I totally Totally. get it. And you have to hustle and you have to stay on top of it. We just got to create boundaries. There need to be boundaries and people need to respect those boundaries. And just as jewelers contacting us, same with clients contacting jewelers. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, we have it lucky, me and you, Alon, because the things that I hear happen for independent jewelers who it's just them, right? Making the jewelry, doing the Instagram, writing all of the emails, doing the shipping, right? That's a lot. That's a lot. And And then they have to deal with all of these platforms. Let's all learn boundaries and then we'll all live in a happier world. But you're very right to make that point because I understand why they do it. There's a million moving parts in their business just that there is for you and me. Mm, And you're just trying to make sure that things are going to happen when they're supposed to happen. Right. I get that. But at the same time, my idea is like when you hire a professional, let them do what they're meant to do. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and they'll yeah. be happier. You well, know, I know also that photographers have a reputation for being a little bit prickly, just mm. in general, in disposition. <laughs> right. I don't know Note where that self. comes from. <laughs> <laughs> You're not propagating that rumor at all. <laughs> no, I'm totally helping to squash it, especially if they listen to this podcast. They're going to say, oh, he's nothing like them. I get it. And I totally understand why you're doing it. And there's a lot going on and you're trying to make sure that things are happening because, like you said, we have it relatively easy because they're dealing with stores. They're dealing with people like you and me. Yeah. And they're dealing with people like me who they employ for projects and that sort of thing. Then, which, you know, they're dealing with photographers and we're a persnickety bunch. So, (laughs) and then on top of that, they're dealing with, uh, you know, uh, shipping, uh, day-to-day logistics, like you you said, social media, this, that, and the other thing. And then at some point, they actually have to do- sweating, thinking about it. But then at some point, they actually have to like design something. I know. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like th- that has and to happen, And a lot of too. them make the jewelry on their own. A lot of them are like bench jewelers. And they're sitting there making them by hand. Like uh, I cannot even. Uh, it's insane. Kudos we had, to you guys. Kudos to you. Kudos to you to, for doing all of that. And we had uh, Lorraine West on as a guest recently. And Lorraine single-handedly made like over 300 pieces of jewelry last year alone. Yeesh. And then on top of that, has to run a business, yeah. and she's like basically a one woman show. Two women now. Two well, women now. I yes. mean, I mean that that's a huge, huge, huge benefit for so her. Yeah. It's it's insane. But anyway, so everybody goes. Through. Anyway, well, here's what I I'd, I'd like to go back to the communication thing really quick and just say because we have a podcast and and maybe in twenty years this will actually influence something. 
I am a notoriously late email responder. Oh, you okay, are. Okay, we're not getting into this. Okay, sorry. That's not what we're getting into. <laughs> can I talk about we're you and texting? To, no. Yeah. No. Okay. So we can, what I'm trying to say is, don't email again within 24 hours. Because you're not going to get anything. R- it's right. not going to happen. But I think it's not just about people contacting us, right? I think it's just in general, clients, whatever it is, mm-hmm. give people some leeway. I am always one week behind. I try. You're a full week behind not... on emails? Oh, yeah. That's madness. It's madness. But look, guys, I'm working at it. Uh, I at realize most, it's a I'm problem. I'm like two, but... three days behind, and yeah. I feel bad about being like a a third day behind. I, f- I feel terrible all the time. I always feel but bad. But you can fix it. I know. I'm trying. You can fix it. See, but this is the other point of it. When you, when you get behind and when you're not sort of on top of things and you let mm-hmm. kind of stuff mm-hmm. unravel mm-hmm. in that way and get away from you, uh, you're creating stressors you just don't need. Right. And you can so, get rid of them. Right. So how do we do that, guys? We get organized and we plan ahead. We plan ahead. We get organized. And that's easier said than done because there's always a lot of right. <laughs> surprises that will spring up in a day, especially in this business. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something about one of the best things that ever happened to me in my business. Me yelling at you. Uh, for, for an audience on this podcast. Right, yeah. yeah. Except this this quality time I have with Alana on this podcast. Um, we have, we have a, an amazing woman named Alex Darby who works with us at NYC Jewelry Week, works with me and my partner, Bella Naiman. And she introduced us to a platform called Asana, which has just really changed our life. And, you know... By the way, this is not sponsored. It, this is not sponsored. Wish it was. But they could call it us. It is not. Um we, you know, we're a really small business. I'm just going to talk about this for a minute in case it helps anyone out there. Uh, it's just me and Bella, Alex. We have an amazing um, support team of a couple young women and a man as well, which is great. Um, but we're still a really small team. Um, and Asana is a free platform. And I do consulting on the side. Uh, for small businesses, you know, around marketing mostly, but also around efficiency. And this is the first thing I always say is get yourself on Asana. Even if it's just for you alone, Mm -hmm. it will change your life. It's a free platform. There's other ones out there like it. Use any of them, but get something where you can keep everything in one place. Mm -hmm. Because I think part of the problem with today's world is we have so many platforms, like I said, right? Like we have... uh, you know, your DMs, you have your um, text messages, you yeah. have Asana, right? You have WhatsApp, you have all these things. Grinder. I'm sure you're Grinder, <laughs> Tinder, all the things. Yeah. Right. If you can keep something in one place. Doing business on Grinder. You know, you yeah. Selling you, jewelry on Grinder. <laughs> that's just another episode. I'm selling jewelry on Grinder. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, you just keep saying it over and over. I just thought of that. It's hysterical. You know, that's probably a really good idea. You know, it might not be the Actually. best thing if you're making like body jewelry. It might not be the yeah. worst idea in the world. Yeah. It might not. I mean, people Or you are could do some there. sort of like blitz marketing campaign that only pops up on Grindr or on like yeah. hookup apps or something there, like that. I don't, okay. Anyway, back to getting organized. The thing that's really going to help you guys out um, if you are feeling overwhelmed in any way is getting organized. And today we're talking about professionalism in case we haven't made that clear in this long rant about Grindr and all of the other things. Which has been very professional. This has been a very professional discussion. It's been so good. So we've kind of talked a little bit about communication and creating boundaries. 
now we're talking about getting organized and planning ahead. But I think what we, you know, Alon mentioned we had a talk with Lorraine, who's someone we work closely with. And one of the things we've discussed with her in the past is that if you can get organized and plan ahead, it allows you more space for other things in your mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And that's what's so great that you don't wake up in the morning stressed out because you have to do three Instagram posts or you Not have even to do that, though, a but story. It's, it's the social media stuff. It's also like you get, I can't tell you how many times I've woken up at like 5 a.m., run to my desk with no time to even wash my face mm. because I went to bed knowing that I'm falling behind and I have a million things that I need to do first thing in the morning before like the client is at their desk by like 7 or 8 a.m. I agree. And I, it's so stressful. I agree. Mm. And I can't figure out when I go to bed how early I can get up in still function. Me too. I'm always playing this <laughs> game of like, do I just stay up another two hours or do I wake up earlier? Which one is more efficient? Exactly. Like, because I'm starting to do that. feel inefficient. So maybe I need to go to bed now and get up earlier. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Can I get up that mm-hmm. early? Can I work can on four I hours sleep? I, I don't know. Can I do because it? Because I have to say once I got over 40, mm-hmm. which Alan isn't going to understand for years, I just because I'm 19. can't do it because anymore. Because I'm a bouncy baby bio girl who's 19. Yeah. Yeah. But what but what helps is is getting organized. Um I just called at, myself a biological woman on this podcast too. <laughs> what, is, what is going on today? I'm running on no sleep. That's what it is. Okay, so uh get some sleep, guys. Mm-hmm. That's that's this great tip. So one of the things that I think is great to plan ahead on when it comes specifically to the jewelry industry, and I just say this from working with jewelers and also in my experience with Jewelry Week, is having your assets ready as a jeweler, mm-hmm. um, being prepared for opportunities that come your way, always having a portrait of yourself ready. Yes, and most people don't. So you, so you have to have professional yeah. headshots. You've got a head of, I hate the term headshot. It just sounds so 90s. I know, I but can't. there's no other word. I know, right? but that's, I try to say portrait. Yeah, you is need a proper fancy? portrait. No, portrait is just fancy enough. Okay. Uh, we take beautiful portraits of our clients. You can see them on my website. But that, anyway, that's not even important. You know what's interesting just about your portraits is mm-hmm. just to go back to Lorraine as an example. Yes. Sorry, guys. Oh, uh, my God. She's so top of mind right now because. We spoke to her recently. Because um, we record like six of these. She said that having those portraits from you, mm-hmm. um, God forbid anyone go to anyone else, but God having forbid. a really beautiful professional portrait, she said, changed so many things for her. Yeah, she did say that. And, you know, we keep ours very fashion. Like, mm-hmm. I like everything to look very fashion, fashion forward. I don't like sort of classic headshots and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I treat taking a portrait just as we would like a commercial project for a client. I don't really like light it any differently than I would a commercial creative project. And I feel like I have a good sense of if I was that person, how would I want to look on camera? And it's just Mm -hmm. basic stuff. Like you want to look, you know, you want your cheekbones to pop. You want to look chiseled. You want to look gorgeous. You know, that's that that to me comes very naturally for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not um, so I'm good with doing them. Uh, I don't like the act of doing them, and I couldn't tell you why. But I honestly, the <laughs> I also don't always love taking pictures. Period, <laughs> and I do <laughs> well, it for a living. Work. It's we, work. We all have these feelings. It is work. Feel yeah, like, right? but anyway, that's my honest, <clears throat> honest assessment. There, I, most photographers would never admit to something like that. I feel like, but yeah. I'm I'm always the first to say I actually hate <laughs> taking pictures most days. <laughs> 
I just happen to be good at it. But this that's is great. Fine. This is great feedback. Yeah, but I mean, anyway, because I feel like we all have days where we of just hate course what we're we doing, do. Right? We most yeah. of us, I think, on most days hate what we're doing, and then we find uh, joy sort of in yeah, our in our lane, yeah. respective lanes. We find the things that bring us great joy, or we get mm-hmm. sort of great moments that bring us a lot of joy that hold us over until the next moment comes. Yeah, that kind of thing. Definitely. But uh, you were saying. Um, oh, your assets, getting those ready. And so I I also understand, you know, we work with so many different jewelers at Jewelry Week and not everyone wants to be seen. And I understand that. And I'm not saying you guys all have to do that. But if you are going to put yourself out there and also apply for opportunities, mm-hmm. have these things ready. The second thing is having your bio ready. The, and most people so don't have important. a bio, which is odd. But most mm-hmm. people don't have a bio ready, which is interesting. And I would also say, in addition to that, have your um, elevator pitch on hand with mm-hmm. your bio. So as you're kind of writing your proper biography about yourself, your work, that sort mm-hmm. of thing, where it comes from. Um, exactly. Have, in addition and- to that, uh, like a, I don't know, 30 second one minute elevator pitch you can give somebody quickly about your work what you do right. what it's about what inspires you but have mm-hmm. that ready to go at any given point in time so important hold that thought i want to do a plug really quick before we move on to this little plugs. elevator pitch for toby, for toby miles who is a writer who helps people write bios and i've worked with her before through jewelry week we have a platform called here we are and we've worked with her and she's amazing change the game so if you guys aren't sure where to start reach out to someone who does this professionally yes it's not a huge expense it's not and i think definitely worth it um your your bio is so important because that is honestly where so many people go to yes. learn more about you. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that elevator pitch, though. This is hugely important because another thing we're going to talk about today in professionalism is networking. And, and self-promotion. And self-promotion. Which and is having hard. that elevator pitch ready mm-hmm. and quick mm-hmm. is so important mm-hmm. for you as a jeweler when you're out and about, especially because most of you, and if you don't do this, I suggest you do wear your jewelry. Wherever you go, all the time, wear your jewelry because people are going to ask about it. I actually wear a lot of jewelry all the time, as you can imagine, Mm -hmm. and I get asked about all of it. And I prepare um, something for every jewelry item Mm -hmm. that I have. Mm -hmm. And I don't even intend to. I'm just kind of obsessed with jewelry, of course. But I love to talk about the jewelers. So. Um, if you have this elevator pitch ready and you meet someone and tell it to them, you don't know how that might stick and how much that might not even affect the business that you're doing, but also sales as well. Well, this is the thing I was about to say was I know so many clients of mine who, when they wear their stuff, going around in their day-to-day life, meeting people, that sort of thing, introducing themselves and talking about what they do for a living, literally sell jewelry off of their bodies to a person they had just met. I've heard so many stories from clients mm. doing exactly that. <clears throat> yep. That's also a good reason to wear your uh, jewelry at all times. Right. So you can sell it off your body. Sell it off your body. Honey, listen, I would sell anything off my body. Mm. Money talks. Okay, this is America. Talk is cheap. We yeah. like money here in America. Yeah. Okay. Let's say this too. When you're, when you're out and about, one of the things I always like to say to jewelers is show up, mm-hmm. right? Get out. Do Show things. up. Look, turn if, up. If you're not Show that out. type of person who doesn't do that, you don't have to do this. No. Okay. There are many ways to reach success, but I'm just saying the things that I like to say that I think work help 
if you're out and about, these are the things you want to do. If you're having trouble growing your business, you always need to try something new. So exactly. show up to show, things. Exactly. Go to places, show up to things. I show up and I hustle and I have gotten very, very good at selling myself. Yeah. So important. So important. Self-promotion is right. everything. And coming from growing up in Germany, self-promotion in continental Europe in general is really frowned upon. And it's considered a very ugly quality. So it's not the way to do business back home. But I have had to get over that very, very quickly. And believe it or not, most people who know me might not believe this. But I actually very, very much struggled with selling myself for the first couple of years of owning my own mm -hmm. business. I very much struggled with saying that I'm very good at what I do, which I am. And clearly, I have no problem saying these things now. Yeah. But I've had to learn to do that because it's so anathema to my nature, because it's just considered such an ugly, ugly quality in a person back home. And I have that in the back of my head at all times. And even just saying it in jest on our podcast, the way mm. that I do on occasion, uh, <laughs> yeah. it still feels uncomfortable for me. But I do it because I know that that's how things work here. And yeah. in America, you succeed by being good at selling yourself. That's just the it's truth true. of it. Yeah. And you have to get good at that. And you have to be very comfortable. And you have to be confident. And mm. it has to feel earnest. Like when I go up to somebody and I talk to them about how great my work is genuinely and how I can outdo most people in my field easily. I say that with full confidence and I say that knowing that I have done so yeah, and that I will continue to do so. So you have to have that level of belief in yourself or else this is going nowhere. Going nowhere. Do you have any ticks? Ticks. Ticks. Do, do I have ticks? Do you have ticks? I have ticks. I have Lyme disease. On yeah. how you. I have Lyme disease. How did you do it? Like, how do you get over that? Do you... You, well, it's one of those things where you have to do it once. It will feel wrong. It will mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable. You have to force yourself to do it. And then you just force yourself to do it again and again and again until it feels yeah. more natural. There's no other way. You yeah. have to just get over the hurdle of doing it. And then the more times you do it, the better you get at it. And the better you'll get at the elevator pitch too because That's so true you'll give a practice. more and more practice and yeah. you'll give a more and more refined version of your pitch each time you do it because you're going to get better at sort of reading the person you're talking to right you're reading mm -hmm. sort of the facial and body language so you know what will work what doesn't work and where you start to lose somebody you know that immediately mm -hmm. right yeah you know when you're being engaging you know when you're not being engaging everybody yeah. knows that intuitively so well most people do yeah. some people don't know how to read a room <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about leaving that. the room. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the, other, <laughs> the other part of it is you, you do that enough times, you'll feel very comfortable at it. The, and the other side of the equation is you have to believe it. Right. You have to genuinely yeah. believe that what you're doing is great. And you have to have the awareness of understanding what's out there in the market versus what you're doing and knowing that what you do is great. I look at my photos and I hold them up to campaigns for any major company and I say to myself yeah we do work that's that great because mm -hmm. I make that comparison I yeah. hold them side to side and I was like is it 
good enough for Bushron, well, girl. I feel the same when I just having flashbacks to when Bella and I started Jewelry Week in 2018, and and we had all these phone calls set up, and we had this elevator pitch that we worked on that went wrong. Probably the first 50 times really? that we did it. Well, it's a long – Jewelry Week is a complicated beast. It's so a I, whole thing. Yeah. I don't know that everyone would have such a hard time of it. But we – we luckily, I have a partner, so we gave each other feedback mm-hmm. on it. But mm-hmm. I have to say it took a long time uh-huh. for us to nail it down. But the thing that I – what you said about believing in it is I have had a very – long and varied career Mm -hmm. finally led me to Jewelry Week. And when I started having to put myself out there in a bigger way and do these elevator pitches and go up to strangers uh, at events or people that I recognized from Instagram who had no idea who we were and didn't understand what the the hell Jewelry Week was, um, I could because I believed in it. And I never had felt that before in my entire Mm -hmm. life. And that was such a revelation to me to have this kind of confidence coming from what I was saying about something that didn't even exist yet. But that's so true to tap into that strength of, you know, I'm making good jewelry, right? You guys are making good jewelry. You're putting your heart and soul into it. And yeah, people should like it. I love to see that from jewelers. I do too. I love seeing that level of confidence. I love hearing that about you and Jewelry Week because at this point, Jewelry Week, it's it's like this massive thing. And you have like on any given year, hundreds of events. And it's like this huge behemoth and monster of a thing. Mm-hmm. So to just hear you talking about not having... Uh, not being that sure of what you were putting together in the beginning, I think is really a comfort to people. You know, people, here's like the truth of it. People who are insecure don't like to share their shortcomings, mm-hmm. right? Because because they're insecure, mm-hmm. everything has to be right. covered by I'm perfect, I'm perfect. Them. But we all we have, have them. them. And I find that what's made me more confident about my work is when I've just been earnest and honest about the things that I know I'm not good at. So true. Like, don't hire me to, like, shoot interiors because I learned I'm really bad at that. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody once did and I was like, oh, my God, this is Mm. not my gig. You know, that's a whole different thing. And this is not for me. Don't ask me to speak in front of an auditorium. If you've been to Jewelry Week where I did that, you know. Well, yeah, I love you. I I I love you. But yeah, but it's it, not your strongest suit. It is not. But I, I adore you. But it's Bella's. But it is, yeah, so sure. That's Bella's why great it's at that. Great yes. to have, you mm-hmm. know, to have a partner. If you do have a business partner, I think that's such a great thing. Is you know, Alan and I as well. We're very different, but we come we, together, we, right? Support each other. By the way, we couldn't be things. as human beings. We couldn't be more different. You and I. I know. We but couldn't look be at more. Us. But look at us. We have always such a great it's like time peanut together. Peanut butter and jelly. But I think an important thing for you guys to know as a small business, I feel this as well, and I'm sure Alan does too, mm-hmm. is going back to the idea of boundaries. That you need to also create boundaries for yourself, especially. If you have a jewelry brand that's named after you, yes. your Instagram is all about you, you're modeling in the hand pictures or doing all yeah, of yeah, the yeah. things, there really is a need for you to create boundaries, right? And understand what is that brand message 
and and where do you define yourself differently You're from that? 100% right about that. I know for a fact that the reason why people feel so comfortable DMing me kind of out of the blue and sort of conducting business in that fashion is because <laughs> you know I I do this. I do our IG lives. We've done panels for NYC Jewelry Week. So I come off online like accessible out there. exactly because yeah. i put yeah. myself out there and it's sort of i'm i'm the face of my business people feel that i'm accessible because of that and mm-hmm. it's actually the opposite because i'm doing so much other stuff i don't have time to be accessible right so that's because i have to like run a business make sure my clients are happy and i have stuff right. that i do for our here we are committee of nyc jewelry week i we have this podcast together we'll so probably maybe... rope we me don't into... have kids so no, thank, th- thank this, goodness this podcast is my baby <laughs> okay, I'm gonna just throw myself under the bus really quick on this because I feel like can, can maybe I throw you other under people... the bus? No, you'll jump in on this. Okay, because I feel like uh, other people might be in the same boat, and I, I just want to acknowledge on. it. Can you do that, and then I want you to tell me my shortcomings. I, you don't have any, so that was easy. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay, you guys, I have. 339 unread text messages. I can't believe so, I'm in, I'm admitting this, this. chick. This chick came to my house for dinner. She was showing me something on her phone. And you went through my phone. I went through her phone because I was like, no, 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 no. This is not, this cannot be, I, I cannot. 339. Unread text messages. This is psychotic. <clears throat> the text messages, this is a problem. Okay, so here's the thing. With me, I'm sorry. Is you you said I'll jump in on it, and I am. Yes, I know. <laughs> you I know, know I will. I, I didn't. I knew. I just had to. Honey, you got me worked up. First thing in the morning. Let's go. Let's do this. I do want to just let everyone out there know. Yeah, I don't like functioning this way. And when Alon saw this, he had a visible physical reaction. I thought he was going to pass out. I I thought I was going to pass out. It was insane to me because I know the anxiety that I feel when I see two or three unread text messages in my phone, <laughs> and it's all I can think about. No matter how busy I am, I'm. Like I gotta get back to that person. I gotta. Mm. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Okay. It consumes me, and unread email consumes me. Right? It just does, and I have to get it done. I have to get it off my plate. But then I, I saw it's that. It's not like I don't feel bad. I'm sorry to if if you're any of the 339 is, text messages way, that I haven't responded to. I'm sorry, guys. Here's what's worse. I love you. It gives me a high level anxiety seeing okay. that much. Undone. And that was the source of my visceral kind of reaction to that because all I could think about was just like the the madness that would set in for me that surely is setting in for JB. All all the time. And I know that you have, obviously you're doing NYC Jewelry Week. Obviously then you're dealing with sponsors and you're dealing with a million other things, logistics, jewelers. I mean, just dealing with jewelers alone and just trying to organize events this, that, and the other thing. All of the extra stuff right. you guys do. Well, this all goes back to like, how do we fix these things, right? right. By getting organized and planning ahead. And right? you and name the app you recommended again? Oh, Asana. Asana. Yeah. So I may try that because I don't have such a system. I have Google Calendar. Well, it doesn't answer text messages. Oh, shit. Okay. But but it will answer yeah. other things. It, yeah. Okay. It will. Wow. That's <laughs> good. So great. So we're talking, we, we just talked a little bit about the difference between your brand and yourself, right? Yes. How you need to separate those things as well. But and by I the think... way, do you think it's a good idea for, I mean, this is a little bit off topic. You mm-hmm. can tell me. I had a client once tell me she wants to be like the Maison Margiela. And she wants to be like Margiela. She doesn't want to have a face. Oh. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Is that a great idea yeah. for an independent jeweler? 
Maybe. Do you think so? I feel like I, I feel like innovation in any way can lead to success these days. Sure. Yeah. You know? I was just wondering that because of the nature of the way that independent jewelers conduct business and a lot of it is very mm-hmm. personal, right? Is it mm-hmm. a good idea for an independent jeweler to not be sort of the face of their company? Maybe that's the better thing to do. Maybe we've gotten accustomed to being too accessible. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know the answer I to that. I would like to know. Maybe we should get them on this podcast. I, I can arrange for that. Yeah. So we'll do that. And yeah. or, and if you have thoughts on this, write into our P.O. box. <laughs> that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. No, but what what my point was about these text messages is a lot – these are old guys. I've actually – I it's so far back I can't even go back and who knows. But I think the thing is I've had to figure out a way that this doesn't happen anymore, mm-hmm. right? And that's what's important. I've had to learn how to separate access to myself – from access to Jewelry Week, right? And I think that's an important boundary. Back to our very first Mm -hmm. comment of someone texting you late at night. Yeah, right, on a weekend. On a weekend, Mm -hmm. right? Back to those boundaries. It's not always just about, you know, other people getting to you. It's also how... How do you make it comfortable for yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the thing, too. You and I have a personal relationship, and we kind of – we do uh, get or- organized things like the podcast and stuff via text message most of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we email as well, but we do do that. But we also have a, a personal relationship, and we get mm-hmm. on the phone and we chat and do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different in that regard, yeah. and we kind of – I think you and I get a lot done sort of in our casual conversation. And it's inspired a lot of what we're doing now, too. And I think that's so important, this Mm -hmm. idea of having friendships within the community, which I know we've talked about this before, how supportive the jewelry community is Mm -hmm. of each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so key to be able to have someone else who has a small business and run things by them. Obviously, I don't know anything about photography, but certainly Alon and I talk a lot about how do we approach things or what do you yes. think about this or mm-hmm. is this a cool idea and, and have these really inspiring moments together, but also learn from each other how to be more professional. Yeah, I think we do learn quite a bit from one another. I have learned uh, – I have learned – a lot about setting boundaries from JB in that she is good at being, at saying, she's good at not responding when it's not pertinent. <laughs> that was such a nice way to put but, it. But No, but that's this the truth true. because I'm not good at that. Because to me, every time I get any message, it feels pertinent, even mm-hmm. when it isn't. And I always, I stress myself out because I feel the need to be responsive, right? Mm-hmm. But you're good at just being like, well, this doesn't affect anything we're doing tomorrow, today, or, or next week. So I'll get to it when I get to it. And then inevitably, you do respond sort of in a, when the time comes, yeah. right? You're yeah. good at that. I wish I was better at doing it that way. For me, I'm always afraid of dropping the ball on something. And that's kind of what fuels my anxiety to be as responsive as I am, even though I should be setting more boundaries. So I've learned that from you. And I've started doing a little bit more of that. I need to still get much better at it. But yeah, you wouldn't be able to accomplish all the things that you accomplish, would it not be for the way that you manage communication and time? Well, I think too, another thing that has always been a struggle for me is... um, Getting organized after Jewelry Week. I know my, it's a it's a strange it's a business model mm-hmm. because it's a, such a big lead in. Emotion, it's so emotional. When Jewelry Week happens, it's 
it is like a good 24 hours a day for an entire month before it happens. So, so when it ends, we kind of crash. And that has been something I've really tried to work on. And, and Alan will point this out. I'm really like disappear and I'm a terrible responder for a good month and a half. She disappears for the month of January. And I, (laughs) but I know it's because you're then dealing with like money sponsors. But it's not good. It's not good. I well, need to figure out a better way. But I think that's – it's important to note that we – you know, we're always learning, right? Uh, we're always we're always figuring out, have no idea what's going on sometimes and mm. starting over and that's okay. That's okay too. Yeah. My my business is only five years old. I still think of it as something that is – despite the success we've had, I still think of it as something that is really in its infancy and that I still have a lot to learn about how to run it more effectively and how to sort of make room to do better and better work. Yeah. And Well, you are one of the most highly functional people I know. Oh, I don't geez, even know. Don't say I don't that. even know how you do it. Well, see, you know what? People say that to me all the time. I well, never feel true. like I never feel that. Okay. I feel like I am this is the honest truth. I feel like I am failing constantly. That I'm failing somebody constantly. Yeah. I really do. Well, I don't think you are. That's a good note to end this on, mm-hmm. not to cut you off, but that's such a, an important thing to know is we've just laid out a bunch of things for you guys to think about mm-hmm. when it comes to professionalism and running your business. But know at the heart of it, we're all still learning. We are. Even amazing people like Alon. And if you know him, you know there's so much perfection there. So. Oh, my goodness. And if you know JB, you know that this girl uh. like, takes on the world and somehow she and Bella make jewelry week happen every year. And that is, to me such an astonishing feat and I wouldn't know where to begin and I wouldn't know how to manage it all and the personalities you have to I mean there's so much and you always pull it off and when I show up to the events it's also effortless it feels that way it feels effortless thanks Thanks, babe yeah like this podcast yeah this podcast (laughs) this podcast is gonna be a huge hit huge please keep listening this has been Rough Cut yes it has I'm Jones and I'm that girl you always knew I was. <laughs> and you can find us at NYC Jewelry Week on the gram or visit us at nycjewelryweek.com. You can also find Alon at alonsimich.com or at alonsimich on the gram. Okay, good. That's Goodbye. Good. That's a good thing. Okay, to we on. did it. I know. Uh, uh.